Well, you are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And I'm more sleepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in pain, and it's just. Uh, energy's low. But. Yeah. Um, I have a nice little cocktail that I'm excited about. It's a nice little summer cocktail. Um, it's got a shot. Aren't you fancy? Yeah, it's got a shot of tequila, (laughs) a shot of raspberry vodka, um, skinny syrup, like, banana split flavor, and then, um, zero sugar Sprite, and some of this... Starburst all pink drink mix that my mom gets that's zero calories. So, wow. Yeah, it's all fat free except for that's the alcohol. Really fancy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really pretty. I posted a picture of it for Tequila Tuesday. Um, nice. And I've got like a pink iridescent um, straw <clears throat> with it, metal straw, because save the turtles. Oh. Um, yeah. And yeah. Save the turtles and my teeth. Um, I'm looking at the picture. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah. It's really nice and <coughs> really had... light. I had some milk and half a peanut butter sandwich. Nice. <laughs> I had a spoonful of peanut butter and some of these protein bites that mom and I made. And um, a little thing of Jello before we started. Wow! Yeah, I cut up the uh, dinner of champions. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, mom is actually home tonight, so she's babysitting Star for me and is gonna make dinner. Oh, um, I was gonna make nice. up a little stir fry, and I cut up bell peppers for that. But she's gonna make dinner, so I'll just make my bell peppers tomorrow. Um, nice. Yeah. That or see mm. how I feel later. If I'm feeling froggy, I'll go ahead and <laughs> <laughs> make the veggies and throw in my uh, Chinese leftover rice. And <laughs> Ooh, stop. <laughs> it sounds so good. Yeah, I thought it Ugh. did too. I can't have any of that. I'm sorry. It's not too much it's longer. It's really sad. I know. I know. Oh, but guess but what? But of course it's going to feel like forever. What? Mom is deciding to give HelloFresh a try. Ooh, fun. Yeah. So That'll be fun for you guys. Yeah, one step closer to maybe getting some Daily Harvest Bowls in here. <laughs> yes. I was telling her about the stuff that I've had with you, and she's like, well, it's all rabbit food. I'm like, Karen, you eat cauliflower pizza. You like cauliflower. Why are you giving me this? What? <laughs> you mean it's all rabbit food? I'm like, I've seen that woman put all the veggies in her eggs. Yep. <laughs> my mom, like myself, is a walking oh, contradiction. My God. <laughs> At least you come by it honest. Yeah. Jeez. I come by a lot of things honest. <laughs> Your mom is one of the most stubborn people on the face of the planet. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> you you have y'all, some idea. <laughs> y'all. 
Karen one time was driving <laughs> was driving to the beach and wouldn't listen to the GPS. <laughs> that has happened multiple times. It, it happened. She wouldn't listen to the map quest directions when we were driving to Gatlinburg. She wouldn't listen oh <laughs> to the GPS when we were coming home from a concert and we almost went to Florida instead of coming back home. She- oh my god. <laughs> And then she tries to backseat drive me when she's riding with me in the car. And I'm like, don't. Don't start this. (laughs) When I drive, we get where we're going. (laughs) I'm not going to drive with my gut. I want to go home. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I just, to me, that's just like the epitome. Like, it doesn't get more headstrong <laughs> and more hard-headed than, now I'm not going to listen to the GPS. I think I know we go better. south. <laughs> I think we go south. Even though Louisville is north. <laughs> I've heard of this road. Let's take this one. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so goodness bad. Goodness gracious. The only way you're going to get her to to eat one is if you make one and then have her try a bite. Yeah. That's the only way it's going to happen. That's what it's going to (laughs) come down to. (laughs) Truly. I really want those mocha smoothies for in the morning again. They were really good. Mm -hmm. They're so delicious. Yeah. I wish I I miss those. I'm excited for when I can have cold brew coffee. Because guess what? The irony of my life (laughs) as a pregnant person is that I have a Panera Bread reward sitting in my inbox. Oh, no. For free coffee for the whole summer. I got that, too. Yeah. I think Guess who can't have espresso or cold brew with beautiful vanilla cream in it and nothing (laughs) nothing i can't have any of it not until august (laughs) i'm so upset (laughs) i'm so upset and not even after that more than likely because i haven't had caffeine full caffeine in so long that i would probably come out of my skin on top of which it'll be in my breast milk (laughs) oh yeah so there's that but I opened that and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, goodness. I don't have the virus. My child is crowding my lungs. By the way, <laughs> I can't breathe. So that's why I'm coughing. Nobody panic. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this motherfucker right. got the Rona. <laughs> no! <laughs> No, no, no. There's a meme that's been going around that's like the head of HR explaining to me that I can't keep yelling, this motherfucker got the Rona whenever one of my coworkers coughs. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrorism. (laughs) That's like shouting fire. (laughs) You can't do that. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Oh, goodness. You're going to make me pee. (laughs) At least I'll I'll get us both laughing. We need it. <laughs> God, we got I on the f- my butt off today. But, <laughs> we, you know, yeah. we got on the phone together, and we were both just like, 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I really did. I got on the we got on the phone together, and I was immediately just like, "Or we could nap." <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you want to do that, instead <laughs> we could no. do this tomorrow. <laughs> no, <laughs> we've already started. We have to finish. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So, um, sorry, we don't have a lot to catch up on because we just recorded last night. So (laughs) it's going to be really funny. Every other episode, people are going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like nothing happened. So (laughs) (laughs) nothing happened in the time it took to (laughs) get from last night to here. No, nothing Truly, after we finish recording, I get ready for bed and go to sleep. So, <laughs> and then I get up and work. <laughs> so nothing happens. Um, but anyway, so, um, or except for, oh, I do have um, an update on um, Trump 2020 guy. Oh, yeah? In my neighborhood, um, which I told you last night, but I don't think I said it on the, po- I didn't say it on the podcast. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hubie and I, um, you guys know that I have the, the blood sugar thing for, uh, uh, for for pregnant people, and um, <clears throat> so I've been walking twice a day with Hammy. We've been doing a 30-minute walk in the morning and a 30-minute walk in the evening, and now it's almost the fucking 4th of July. So um, if you guys remember, there's that guy who had, um, in the neighborhood where we walk, that has the Trump 2020 stick um, sign outside that also says no more bullshit on it, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And he has the weird fridge that's spray painted with Trump 2020 and the word beer and a smiley face with X's for eyes. Yeah, that guy. So um, we were walking by his house on the final Great leg of man. our journey home. Yeah, sounds like a cool dude, right? Yeah. So we were on the final leg of our journey home and this guy is in his yard. It's the first time I've ever seen him with a cigarette, lit cigarette in his mouth, fireworks in his hand. <laughs> Already terrible. <laughs> Already a terrible plan. Then he gets the like the tube that you 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 stick the fireworks down in, like the the good fireworks, you know. Mm-hmm. He gets the tube in his hand, the one that you're supposed to like set up in your yard and run away from. Yeah. He has it in his hand, still with a lick cigarette in his mouth. And then he sticks it in the end of the tube, lights it, and shoots it out. From his hand. <laughs> Three or four times while we're walking past his house and he can see that my dog is visibly upset. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a Bobbing and weaving and pulling. Yeah. Yep. So he's a great guy. I stand by my assumption, my assertion that if I were to ever let my poor dog pee in his yard, that he would shoot me and eat me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Not seeing anything to prove that theory wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll blow himself up. I don't know, but... Maybe you'll get lucky. Oh, God. I mean, it doesn't affect me, but also he's the guy... I just... I'm sorry, but if you're the person that shoots off fireworks for the entire month of June and all of July, stop. <laughs> Everyone hates you. Everyone hates you. Some of us have children to put to bed. People have pets that are so high that are very upset. Just just 
Stop it. You've got veterans that probably live around you that don't want to uh-huh. hear that all the time. It's not cool. It's not cool. Do it on the one day that you're supposed to be doing it, and then stop it. <laughs> if you bought too many fireworks, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it was not this bad last year, I will say. I think it's because people have been cooped up, but still. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so this week, that's not what we're talking about this week. So this week, we are talking about... Hold on, hold ooh, on. What do we want to call this? Um, let's just call it the one word in the middle. Okay. All right. So this week, we are talking about... Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Woo! Specifically, uh, modern versus historic. So... Yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd Guess have which a- part I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and guess which part I'm doing. Yeah. This is like the most obvious. Um <laughs> all right. I'm excited about this one. Me I too. love this part of history because it's terrible <laughs> and often kind of hilarious. So not funny that people died, but you know, people are stupid. So yeah. um <clears throat> All right, so I pulled purely from history.com a um, couple of articles from there that are super fun. Um, we're going to dabble in some history, and then we're going to jump into some uh, weird, like really weird stuff. Awesome. So, um, weird but fun, I would say, is the general vibe here. So, um, <laughs> all right, good. so the first, the first one, of course, is um, aptly named History of Witches. <laughs> and um <laughs> so it was originally published in uh September 2017 and then they updated it February 21st of this year. So um Oh, wow. <clears throat> so here we go. All right. Um just so everyone knows, I didn't write any of this. Um <laughs> Everyone should know that by now. <laughs> but All right. <clears throat> So, witches were perceived as evil beings by early Christians in Europe, inspiring the iconic Halloween figure. Of course, we all know that, right? Mm-hmm. All that thou shalt not suffer a witch to live stuff. Um, <laughs> images of witches have appeared in various forms throughout history, from evil wart-nosed women huddling over a cauldron of boiling liquid to hag-faced cackling beings riding through the sky on brooms wearing pointy hats. That's my favorite. Um... <laughs> In pop culture, the witch has been portrayed as a benevolent, nose-twitching suburban housewife, an awkward teenager learning to control her powers, and a trio of charmed sisters, (laughs) my favorite, battling the forces of evil. The real history of witches, however, is dark and often for the witches, deadly. Mm -hmm. feel like we all knew this, but it's still fun. So, Yes, this is very fun. I think it's fun. So, um, this is seriously my favorite. I would read every book in existence on this topic if I could. <laughs> so, um, The Crucible is, like, one of my favorite plays of all time. Yes. So, and you wrote a beautiful poem about it. I did. I did. Inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> early witches were people who practiced witchcraft. Duh. Um, you... <laughs> Using magic spells and calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change. Most witches were simply thought to be pagans, 
doing the devil's work. Mm-hmm. Many, however, were simply natural healers or so-called wise women who cho- whose choice of profession was misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Really? Something that women were doing that was helpful was misunderstood? Weird. I don't understand why that happened. Um, no, not a clue. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's so strange. So um, it's unclear exactly when witches came on the historical scene. So weird that, you know, an herbal supplement would actually heal poison as opposed to an exorcism. Um, <clears throat> whatever. Um, it's unclear exactly when witches came on on the history on the historical scene, but one of the earliest records of a witch is in the Bible, and I didn't know about this one. Mm-hmm. So, um, is in the Bible in the book of First Samuel, thought to be written between nine thirty one before the before our Savior <laughs> and nine thirty one before Christ even existed, and seven twenty one before Christ even existed, which is. A long fucking time ago. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it tells the story of when King Saul sought the witch of Endor to summon the dead prophet Samuel's spirit to help him defeat the Philistine army. Yeah. Uh, I remember Yeah, I did that. not know that. I don't know this story. So, um, the, the witch roused Samuel, who then prophesied the death of Saul and his sons. The next day, according to the Bible, Saul's sons died in battle and Saul committed suicide. It's very Oedipus. I like it. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> you know they say that uh that just hammers home one of my favorite themes which is one often meets one's fate on the road he takes to avoid it mm-hmm. love it <laughs> it's in the bible too so um <laughs> other old testament verses condemn witches such as the oft-cited exodus twenty two eighteen, which says thou shalt not suffer a witch to live and additional biblical passages caution against divination chanting or using witches to contact to, to contact the dead so yeah because we're not supposed to know well yeah i mean we're not really supposed to know and also you can uh you know fuck up yep right Kay? yep Uh, demons can come in your house yeah (laughs) right yep yeah it's not fun so um only do (laughs) it when you've learned things yeah and maybe not even then yeah because sometimes they attack your friends. So, um... <laughs> that wasn't your fault, but still. Um, so, what is... I don't know what this is... So, there, there's this weird subtitle here in the this part of the article called Malleus Maleficarum? Hmm. Have you heard of that? No. I don't know what that is. So, um... Guess we'll find out. Uh, which is <laughs> which hysteria took really took hold in Europe in the mid 1400s? This is the part that we all know about, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, when many accused witches confessed, often under torture, of course, to a variety of wicked behaviors. Because guess what, guys? Torture doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People lie to make you stop hurting them. Yeah. Weird. So, um, <clears throat> close Guantanamo Bay. Anyway. <clears throat> Oh, so weird that that came out of my throat just now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Within a century, witch hunts were were common, and most of the accused were executed by burning at the stake or hanging. I think it was mostly hanging over here. Yeah, no. In in America. There were no witches burned at the stake here. They were all hung. Um, Lots of burning over in Europe. Mm Mm-hmm. Because white people are savages. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially Europeans. 
Uh-huh. Especially the British. Good God. They were like boiling people alive over there, you guys. Feet yeah. first. It's fucked up. Uh-huh. It's fucked up. Throwing people in holes and forgetting about them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. They are savages. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously. Oh, my God. Sorry. Total sidebar. But I was listening to an episode of The Dollop, and they were talking about... Um, this was an Australian story, and so, of course, it was British colonials or whatever, mm-hmm. colonists, soldiers, whatever, and they were going to settle um, a certain Aboriginal island off uh-huh. the coast of um, Australia. The name, is, the name of the island is escaping me right now. I know it starts with an N, but, um, like, literally, uh, one of the soldiers, like, stole one of the captain's fish and he got flogged for it. And one of the natives jumped in front of the guy and was like, dude, like, there's more fish. What are you doing? <laughs> like, over one fish? <laughs> this is insane. You guys are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they're the savages because they're naked. You're right. Huh? You're right. <laughs> they're naked and they don't worship your God. So they're savages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're total savages. Um, I fucking hate people. <laughs> just the more I listen to that podcast, the more I'm just like, ugh, white people. Okay, <laughs> so um, mm, between the years 1500 and 16... Oh, wait, I skipped a whole big thing. What am I doing? What am <laughs> I doing? I'm too excited. Okay. Um, within a century, which hunts were common? Oh, no, okay. So single women, widows, and other women on the margins of society were especially targeted. Mm-hmm. Weird. And if you had land, or, like, if you owned any land, you were targeted. Right. Well, and men were, tar- men were targeted, too, mm-hmm. um, is the other thing. Um, especially over here, men, men and women both were targeted. Uh, mm-hmm. It was mostly women, though. And um, particularly if you had something that somebody else wanted, the easy way to get it was to just accuse them of witchcraft. And you'll see why that was a uh, one-way ticket <laughs> uh, later, here in a minute. When we get into the really fun part. So, um, this is making me want to watch AHS, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I've still never finished it. Oh, Ugh. it's so good, Gary. I know. Oh, I it know. is incredible. It is literally my favorite season. I know it's my favorite season too, but I've never finished it and I need to. I started every Halloween and then I, and then other things happen. I need to finish the whole series up to where it is now. Yeah, me too. I, just, um, I really couldn't get past Hotel. Like, I liked Roanoke, but I haven't watched Hotel. I never finished Roanoke either. I think it's because it just keeps getting too gory. Yeah. And, like, Kathy Bates, I love her so much, but she just keeps playing the same fucking character. And I'm just like, can we... Yeah. This is the same as the lady that put the bull on people's heads. Now we're putting pigs on people's heads. And yeah. now we're killing everybody again. And it's just like, this isn't... Come on. Well, apparently season 10, the witches come back. So like... Oh, that's cool. That's why I want to... Like, I want to watch Hotel because I know one of them dies. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to know what happened there so I understand where we are. But... Yeah, I need to go back and do it too. Season one will just... Season one is absolutely my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then Coven is number two for sure. But season one will forever be... Oh, so good. I think Coven is my favorite. And then season one... Oh, I just loved it. It was so yeah. subtle and beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's what I liked about the show. And then it got really gory. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it, like, it got to a point where they were like, okay, what can we do? Like, what can we get away with? We have with? to keep upping it. But 
what yeah. everyone loved was that it was subtle horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, whatever. <laughs> I'm not in charge. So, um, <laughs> they didn't ask me. <laughs> they didn't hire me as their intern. Um, so, do, 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 do. okay. So, uh, between the years 1500 and 1660, up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe. That's a lot of people. Oh, God. That's a lot of bloodlines. Yeah. <laughs> gone. Just gone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Around 80% of them were women. Go figure. Thought to be in cahoots with the devil. <laughs> a soul goody proctor with the devil. And filled with lust. How dare you be horny as a woman? <laughs> How, How dare, dare you? you? How dare you ask your husband to maybe give you an orgasm every once in a while instead of just falling asleep on top of you <laughs> um <laughs> to be fair they worked really hard so <laughs> yeah germany had the highest witchcraft execution execution rate which is crazy i didn't wouldn't have thought that i uh, don't know why um and ireland had the lowest interesting hold on you cut out what oh i said germany had the highest execution rate Oh. And Ireland had the lowest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Probably because Ireland has more magic and folklore wo- woven into its woven into its culture. Yeah. Ireland and Scotland do, at least. Um, I can't speak for Germany, though. I don't know what was going on there. Um, <laughs> the, the publication of Malus Maleficarum, Maleficarum? Written by two well-respected German Dominicans in 1486, likely spurred witch mania to go viral. The book, usually translated as The Hammer of Witches, was essentially a guide on how to identify, hunt, and interrogate witches. Okay, so there's actually an entire, there's an entire episode of The Dollop dedicated to this. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the men that came over to America with this bullshit. And it is excellent. <laughs> I don't remember what episode it is, but it is fantastic. Um, oh, it's actually an England one. It's a it's a dollop. It's an England dollop one. Ooh. So um, that's a more limited series that they did. So that, that one will be easier to find. I think it's somebody something about a witch hunter in mm-hmm. the title. So um, pretty straightforward. <laughs> um, so Ma- Malleus Maleficarum labeled witchcraft as heresy and quickly became. The, author- the authority for Protestants and Catholics trying to flesh out witches living among them. For more than a hundred years, the book sold more copies of any other book in Europe except the Bible. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's what fear does to people, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about Salem. Of course, we can't do this without talking about Salem. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's the best one. So, um, and the worst. So, as witch hysteria decreased in Europe, it grew in the New World because we're behind, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> which was <laughs> we're reeling from wars. Yes, we're a little bit, a little bit slow on the uptake. <laughs> uh, that's why we've we're still measuring in inches, and <laughs> and many many other things. Uh, which was reeling from wars between the French and British, a smallpox epidemic, and the ongoing fear of attacks from neighboring Native American tribes. 
the tense atmosphere was ripe for the finding of scapegoats. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about all of that. You only ever think about, like, you know, maybe they ate some weird uh, mold or whatever. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you don't really think about how... You, we really only think about how puritanical they were and repressed as opposed to everything else that was also going on. I didn't know about the smallpox epidemic, but of course that makes sense. <laughs> makes of course sense they're that- in fear. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense about a lot of things that have happened in yeah. history and recent times. Yes, it does. And fear of attacks from th- from the natives, of course, because they're invading. And um, <laughs> there's also wars going on, but you, the French and Indian War and the 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 French are there fighting the British and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's it's this is of course before we became a country, so yeah, everybody was still fighting over our lands. Um. Yeah, and the poor natives were trying to take it back. Yeah. Go figure. How dare they? Um, I wish they had. Obviously, that's a joke. I wish oh, they God. could have. Like, they should have. We would be so much blow. better off. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the country we would. would be. The country would be much better off. Um, so probably the best known witch trials took place in Salem, Massachusetts in 1692. Long after Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So, the Salem Witch Trials began when 9-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams began suffering from fits, body contortions, and uncontrolled screaming. Today, it is believed that they were poisoned by a fungus that caused spasms and delusions. I think they were making... I think they were faking it, but... Because that's Whatever. what children do. It's sometimes. always been my belief that they were faking it for attention. So. Yeah. Uh, because women had nothing to fucking do. So. Um, <clears throat> as more young women began to exhibit symptoms, mass hysteria ensued. Because trends happen. <laughs> and the three women were accused of witch... And three women were accused of, cis- of witchcraft. Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tichaba. Mm-hmm. I saw goody good with the devil. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and of course, we know Tichuba was an enslaved woman owned by uh, Paris's father. So yeah. Tichuba confessed to being a witch and, became, and began accusing others of using black magic. Um, on June 10th, Bridget Bishop became the first witch to be put to death during the Salem Witch Trials. Because weirdly enough, if you confessed, you could live. Because you could help them find <laughs> others. Quote, unquote. Uh-huh. Sure. And she was hanged in the Salem ga- at the Salem Gallows. Um, ultimately, around 150 people were accused and 18 were put to death. And women weren't the only victims of the Salem witch trials. Six men were also convicted and executed. So that's actually... I mean, it's not half and half, but that's... That's more than I would have thought, you know? Yeah. Um, because it is my name! God, <laughs> such a good play. Um, because I cannot have another! Uh, poor John Proctor. All right. Um, <laughs> Massachusetts... Spoiler alert! Uh, Massachusetts wasn't the first of the 13 colonies to obsess about witches, though. In Windsor, Connecticut, in 1647... I don't know how to say this person's name. Owls? Alzi? A-L-S-E. What do you think? No, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Iowa? 
Why are you asking me? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, owls. Oh, we'll say owls. Owls. Owlsy. We'll call him Owls a. Young. Owls. Actually, yeah, Mr. Young was Mr. the first Young. person in America. <laughs> Maybe it was a mister. I actually don't know. <laughs> Owls Young was the first person in America executed for witchcraft in 1647, before Connecticut's final witch trial took place in 1697. That's oh. a long fucking time. Shit. 47 to 97? Jesus. Um, That's 50 years. 46 people. That's a long time. Uh, 46 people were accused of witchcraft in that state, and 11 were put to death for the crime. Oh, I'm so sorry for the weird hiccups. Oh. Sorry. Still pregnant. You're good. Um, in, in Virginia, people were less frantic about witches. In fact, in Lower Norfolk Country in 1655, a law was passed making it a crime to falsely accuse someone of witchcraft. Good. I mean, that's cool, but... They had, no, it shouldn't be you, a crime to be a well, witch. Well, well, there's that, but also, like, uh... <laughs> they didn't exactly have a foolproof way of making sure <laughs> yeah. that it was a lie! <laughs> um, does she weigh as much as a duck? Um, <laughs> still, well, I got better. <laughs> she turned me into a newt! <laughs> I got better. Oh, God. I need to watch that movie again. Mm -hmm. That is just delightful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, still, witchcraft was a concern. About two dozen witch trials, mostly of women, of course, took place in Virginia between 1626 and 1730, which is, again, a long fucking time, but none of the accused were executed, so we're good. good. Just persecution happened. That's all. Mm -hmm. um, so, which is exactly what we par were for to the get course. Away from. <laughs> well, par for the course, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I love, love that meme, um, where they've got James Franco with the noose around his neck. I can't think what the movie is from. What that what movie that's from? But uh, it's like, <laughs> it says something like. Uh, men feeling their human rights are being violated by having to wear masks or something like that. And then James, it says, first time, like all the women, <laughs> uh, all the women and people of color and gay people are like, no, first time. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> poor little fella. Okay. So, mm -mm. So let's talk about this. This is fun. Um, it says, are witches real? <laughs> Not the way that they thought. <laughs> That's um, important. So uh, yeah. one of the most famous witches in, his, in Virginia's history is Grace Sherwood, whose neighbors alleged she killed their pigs and hexed their cotton. No. Um, others, <laughs> other That's accusations followed. <laughs> no. Um, other accusations followed, and, Sher and Sherwood was brought to trial in 1706. The court decided to use a controversial water test to determine her guilt or innocence. Oh, here we go! Here it is! This is the part! <laughs> Sherwood's arms and legs were bound, and she was thrown into a body of water. It was thought that if she sank, she was innocent. If she floated, she was guilty. 
So she sank. That- and no, died. she didn't sink. Oh. She didn't sink. Sherwood didn't sink and was convicted of being a witch. She Because you can float on your back. And she was strapped to a piece of wood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she... She didn't sink and was convicted of being a witch. She wasn't killed, but they did put her in prison for eight years. Jesus Christ. So, this is really fun. Um, a satirical article, supposedly written by Benjamin Franklin, but we're not quite sure, about a witch trial in New Jersey was published in 1730 in the Pennsylvania Gazette. This is what comedy does for our culture. <laughs> it's important, and we need it. Yeah. It brought to light the ridiculousness of some of the witchcraft accusations. It wasn't long before witch mania died down in the New World, and laws were passed to help protect people from being wrongly accused and convicted. Because then everyone saw how stupid they were being. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what... It doesn't say what the title of the article is, though, so I really... I'm kind of disappointed, because I would love to read that. I love satire. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. So... Okay, I shouldn't be stepping on your toes with this next part. Sorry. Um, okay, so okay. modern day witches of the Western world will struggle, still struggle to shake their historical stereotype. Most practice Wicca, an official religion in the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. Wiccans avoid evil and the appearance of evil at all costs. Uh, Their motto is to harm none, and they strive to live a peaceful, tolerant, and balanced life in tune with nature and humanity. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Many, many modern day witches, no one's hexing anybody's pigs in cotton. Um, Sorry that you're bad at farming. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Many modern day witches still perform witchcraft, but there's seldom anything sinister about it. Yeah. Um, Their spells and incantations are often derived from their Book of Shadows, a 20th century collection of wisdom and witchcraft that can be compared to the act of prayer in other religions. Um, And a modern-day witchcraft potion is more likely to be an herbal remedy for the flu instead of a hex to harm someone. Uh, So, chill. Um, (laughs) Today's witchcraft spells are usually used used to stop someone from doing evil or harming themselves. So, ironically, while it's probable some historical witches used witchcraft for evil purposes, many may have embraced it for healing or protection against the immortality they were accused of. Mm -hmm. The immorality. Sorry, not immortality. No one was accusing them of that. (laughs) Um, That would have been cool, though. Um, (laughs) But witches, whether actual or accused, still face persecution and death. Several men and women suspected of using witchcraft have been beaten and killed in Papua New Guinea since 2010, including a young mother who was burned alive, which is fucked up. Um, Also, in case anyone was wondering, that's the only other country besides us in the world that doesn't offer paid maternity leave, just so that we're all on the same page. Um, (laughs) uh, Because we're really behind. Um, Similar... Episodes of violence against people accused of being witches have occurred in Africa, South America, the Middle East, and um, immigrant communities in Europe and the United States. Mm -hmm. So it's still happening, which is crazy. I didn't know that. And all right, let's get to the fun part. Okay. Uh, How are we doing on time? Okay. Yeah, we get time. Oop, 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 losing my spot. Okay. 
All right, again from history.com. Um, I thought it would be fun to uh, talk about some witch trial tests. Okay. So, these are seven bizarre witch trial tests. <laughs> woo woo! Okay, so, number one swimming test. Okay. As a part of the infamous quote-unquote swimming test, accused witches were dragged to the nearest body of water, stripped of their stripped to their undergarments. Sorry, I thought it said stripped of their own undergarments, and that <laughs> would have been weird. Um, take off your panties! <laughs> um, <laughs> stripped to their undergarments, bound, and then tossed in to see if they would sink or float. We just talked about this one. Mm-hmm. Since witches were believed to have to have spurned the sacrament of baptism, it was thought that the water would reject their body and prevent them from submerging. Oh. <laughs> Which seems kind of counterintuitive considering Jesus walked on water. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody went down a long road with opium to come to this one. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone was high. Um, According to this logic, an innocent person would sink like a stone, but a witch would simply bob to the surface. Uh, And you can see the problem here is that, you know, if you sink, that means you're innocent, but you fucking drown. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And if you float, you're convicted and you get to go to prison. So... Neither one is Bit of a rock and a hard place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, according to the, okay, so the victim typically had a rope tied around their waist so they could be pulled out of the water if they sank, but it wasn't unusual for accidental drowning deaths to occur, and I'm going to put accidental in heavy sarcastic quotes. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, I thought we were going (laughs) to, I was still waiting for her to float. Um, witch swimming derived from the trial by water an ancient practice where suspected where suspected criminals and sorcerers were thrown into rushing rivers to allow a higher power to decide their fate so this is an older older one yeah this is bad um this custom was banned in many european countries in the middle ages of all things wow um so it must have been bad (laughs) <laughs> only to only to reemerge they they were this is the middle ages is when they were boiling people y'all yeah. <laughs> and then they decided that this was too much yeah <laughs> this was too this much was inhumane. oh this was too much for the middle ages goodness gracious um only to reemerge in the 17th century as a witch experiment and it persisted in some locales well into the 18th century Jesus. for example in 1710 in 1710 the w- the swimming test was used as evidence against a hungarian woman named um dorko boda who was later beaten and then burned at the stake <laughs> as a witch oh my god yeah fucked up all right This is one of my favorites. The prayer test. All right. Strap in for some medieval wisdom. Okay. It's very deep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Medieval wisdom held that witches were incapable of speaking scripture aloud. (laughs) It just makes me giggle. So accused sorcerers were made to recite selections from the Bible. So let's just... Think about this for a second, though. 
Oh no. Let's give this some some historical context, okay? Mm-hmm. In medieval times, the Bible was not translated into English. Yep. It was all in Latin. And guess who spoke Latin? No one. And just Priests. the priest, yeah. No one else spoke it. That's how the church held their power over the masses, and then King James translated it into into English, and then we were all educated together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is... <laughs> oh, oh my god, People that reminds know. me. I mean, I mean they, I'm sure they knew certain things, but it's like, you know, not everyone knew a lot. Yeah. Most people didn't even know how to read. Yeah, um, you my, say? yeah, my Fitbit, I was trying to connect it to my new phone, and it, for some godforsaken reason, had the option to translate every notification you get into Latin on your watch. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I was no like... No one speaks Latin! No, no, they do not. I'm like, so I'd have to learn Latin to be able to use this feature this sucks like <laughs> why would anyone want that even if you did speak latin it's not your first language no but like i guess <laughs> oh, so that no. no one else can read what's coming through but like at the same time neither can you but like. why <laughs> oh my god oh lord I'm okay just, i'm so, so curious um, i might do it just to see what happens just what? Oh, that's so weird. Um, so acu- <laughs> accused sorcerers were made to recite selections from the Bible, usually the Lord's Prayer. So that's not too rough mm-hmm. um, without making mistakes or omissions. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, uh, while it may have simply been a sign that the suspected witch was illiterate or nervous, um, any errors were viewed as proof that the speaker was in league with the devil. It's really easy to recite things when you're put on the spot in front of a bunch of crazy people, right? Yeah. Um, this twisted test of public speaking ability was commonly used as hard evidence in witch trials. <laughs> it's just so absurd. It's just so silly. I'm sorry. Oh, in 1712, it was applied in the case Jane Winham, an accused witch who supposedly struggled to speak the words forgive us our trespasses and lead us not into temptation during her interrogation. Those are hard. Still. They are. What if she had a stutter? Yeah. Um, mm, that's a lot of T's and F's. Mm-hmm. Um, still, even a successful prayer test didn't guarantee an acquittal. Right, they'd just throw you in the fucking river or something. Yeah. Because they're trying to prove you guilty. <laughs> this is why we have innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, still, even a successful prayer to... Okay, blah, 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 blah. okay. During the Salem witch trials, the accused sorcerer George Burroughs flawlessly recited the prayer from the gallows just before his execution. The performance was dismissed as a devil's trick, and the hanging proceeded as planned. What the fuck? That's awful. (laughs) Oh, goodness. There was no hope. Mm -hmm. You can't use logic when there's no logic. No. Oh. All right. The touch test. This is another really fun one. Okay, so the touch test worked on the idea that victims of sorcery would have a special reaction to physical contact with their evil doer. 
In cases where a possessed person fell into spells or fits, the suspected witch would be brought into the room and asked to lay a hand on them. A non-reaction signaled innocence, but if the victim came out of their fit, it was seen as proof that the suspect had placed them under a spell. We can see the problem here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Touch tests played a famous part in the 1662 trial of Rose Cullender and Amy Denny, two elderly English women charged with bewitching a pair of young girls. The children had been suffering from fits that left their fists clenched so tightly that even a strong man could not pry their fingers apart. Sure. <laughs> but clear but early tests showed they easily opened whenever Cullender or Denny touched them. Huh. I mean, that sounds like rock-solid evidence to me. Yeah. Not kids being stupid. Not um, kids being dicks. Yes. To ensure the reaction was genuine, judges had the children blindfolded and touched by other members of the court. Someone Am I the only one that can see smart. through a blindfold? You just, like, peek underneath. It's, yeah. It's really not hard. Um, the girls unclenched their fists anyway, which suggested that they were faking. But even this was not enough to prove the woman's innocence. Cullender and Denny were both later hanged as witches. Of course. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if one doesn't work, they just move on to another one. Or they say, it's trickery! Uh. So it's like, so... So why, why am I even trying? Why? Yeah, why am I even trying? You're gonna convict me. Oh, goodness. All right, number four. This one's new. I haven't heard of this one. Witch cakes. Sounds delicious. Uh-huh. All right. A bizarre form of counter magic. The witch cake was a supernatural dessert used to identify suspected evildoers. <laughs> this already sounds so funny. Uh, in cases of mysterious illness or possession... Witch hunters would take a sample of the victim's urine. Mic okay, now I'm not into it anymore. No, let's uh, <laughs> not. Mm. Nope, pee is involved. So uh, they would mix it with rye meal and ashes and bake it into a cake, which sounds revolting. This stomach... Oh! This stomach-churning concoction was then fed to a dog. The familiars or animal helpers of witches... Huh. Puppies? No, we're just good boys. Um, in the hope that the beast would fall under its spell and reveal the name of the guilty sorcerer. Um, feel like that just makes your dog throw up. Yeah. Um, during the hysteria that preceded the Salem witch trials, the slave Tichuba famously helped prepare a witch cake to identify the person responsible for bewitching Betty Paris and others. The brew failed to work. Imagine that! And Tichuba's supposed knowledge of spells and folk remedies was later used as evidence against her when she was accused of being a witch. So again, you just can't win. Yeah. And that's just silly. <sighs> Alright, number five. This is one of my favorites, too. Okay. Witches' marks. Okay. So witch, witch hunters often had their suspects stripped and publicly examined for signs of an unsightly blemish that witches were said to receive upon making their pact with Satan. This devil's mark could supposedly change shape and color. And it was believed to be numb and insensitive to pain. 
Huh. What? Prosecutors might also search for the witch's teat, an extra nipple allegedly used to suckle the witch's helper animals. <laughs> sure. Um, in both cases, it was, easily, it was easy for even the most minor physical imperfections to be labeled as the work of the devil himself. Moles, scars, birthmarks, sores, supernumer- I'd be supernumerary fucked. nipples. So, like, you know, people who have, who have third nipples um, and tattoos could all, could all qualify. So yeah. examiners rarely came up empty-handed because, like, everyone has freckles and shit. Yeah. <laughs> In the midst of which, especially in, like, a hard place to live, like, yeah, fucking Jamestown, the swamp, or, you know, the swamp that is New England, when, because, mm-hmm. you know, we landed and we're like, well, this is the only place we could land, <laughs> so we're not gonna go we'll try stay. and find a better place, yeah, especially when you're getting bug bites all the time and malaria and all kinds of shit and you're cutting yourself because you're you're doing hard work every day like so yeah everyone's got scars and sores jesus their clothes were like made of sandpaper for god's sake um so in the midst of the witch hunts desperate villagers would sometimes ooh, would sometimes even burn or cut off any offending marks on their bodies only to have their wounds labeled as proof of a covenant with the devil so again you can't win Nope. All right, we just have two more. So, uh, pricking and scratching tests. This sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, if, a, if witch hunters struggled to find obvious evidence of quote-unquote witch's marks on a suspect's body, they might resort to the ghastly practice of pricking as a means of sussing it out. Witch hunting books and instructional pamphlets noted that the marks were insensitive to pain and couldn't bleed. So examiners used specially designed needles to repeatedly stab and prick at the accused person's flesh until they discovered a spot that produced the desired results. So why wouldn't you just say, oh, it doesn't hurt, (laughs) so that they would stop fucking pricking you? In England and Scotland, the torture was eventually performed by well-paid professional prickers. Say that five times fast. Many of whom were actually con men who used dulled needle points to identify fake witches' marks. Otherwise known as cunts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> along with pricking, the unfortunate suspect might also be subjected to scratching by their supposed victims. Which sounds even fucking worse. So yeah. this test was based on the notion that possessed people found relief by scratching the person responsible with their fingernails until they drew blood. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Who comes up with this bullshit? 13 year old so named Brittany. Someone got high <laughs> and just went to town. If their symptoms improved after clawing at the accused skin, it was seen as partial evidence of guilt. So you get thrown into the place with this crazy person and scratched to death. That sounds like a plan. I hate people. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. 
All right, and then the last one. Incantations, also known as charging. This test involved forcing the accused witch to verbally order the devil to let the possessed victim come out of their fit or trance. Sounds airtight. Mm-hmm. Um, other people would also utter the words to act as a control and judge because <laughs> the scientific method is important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and judges would then gauge whether the statements had any effect on the victim's condition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these all-knowing judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, charges were famously used in the 16th century witch trial of Alice Samuel and her husband and daughter who were accused of bewitching five girls from the wealthy Throckmorton family. It sounds like the wealthy girls from the Throckmorton family were full of shit. Yeah. And bored. So they took out their uh, boredom on some poor people. Hmm. Uh, during the proceedings, judges forced the Samuels to demand that the devil release the girls from their spell by stating, As I am a witch, so I charge the devil to let Mistress Throckmorton come out of her fit at this present. When the possessed girl immediately recovered, imagine that, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Samuels were found guilty and hanged as witches. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep, and that's my that's my segment. <laughs> Didn't we have fun? Thanks. I had fun. <laughs> that was a way to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were hanged. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. Pr- I mean, there's no way to wrap it up with a bow. It's <laughs> <No. laughs> a pretty oh. shitty part of our history. Yeah. Uh, among many. So, I thought it was fun. I loved it. <laughs> It doesn't still happen. No. That doesn't anyway, I don't think. I don't think. I can't speak for Papua New Guinea, but uh-huh. Jesus. All right. You want to take a break? Yeah, I need one after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take uh. a break. All right. We're back. Hi, everybody. Um, so for my segment today, I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about modern witchcraft, and we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. Um, most of you know, if you've been listening for a while, that I identify as a Christian witch. Um, it sounds a little, um, how, I don't know. It, it sounds a little funky. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it sounds... Well said, Kay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, um, yeah. <laughs> it sounds... All right, guys, ready for a game? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. <laughs> it sounds... It, it sounds like those are not two things that can go together, but they are. Because witchcraft is not a religion, it's a way of life. Um, at least that's how we look at it now. Um, a lot... There are a lot of witches that are Wiccan, as Carrie mentioned before, but not all of us are. Um, and I I do spiritual healing and cleansing. I do work with tarot cards. I, um, I have crystals. I've got crystals all over my house. I cleanse my house often. Um, but I do still worship God. I do work with spirit guides. I, um, 
I even, like, I have a friend who worships Apollo, and, like, I've spoken with Apollo and some of the other gods through tarot cards and readings that I've done for other people, and, you know, um, to me, just what I believe, everything is real. Um, it just kind of depends what you want to do, who you want to follow, um, I've had some of the other, um, Olympic gods call out to me. I don't worship them, but I do work with them sometimes. Um, don't want to offend them. <laughs> That's kind of why I stay away. Um, but, I, like, I have had Athena call out to me. Yeah, I've heard, I, I've heard um, things about them, that they can be a little cantankerous. They can. <laughs> they can, but... Just from, you know, reading <laughs> Percy Jackson and <laughs> and studying Greek mythology. They can, but um, I really do like Athena. Um, she's called out to me for a very, very long time. Um, and I think that's why I have so much trouble with spiders, now that I've done a little more research on her, um, she turned a young woman into a spider because the young woman killed herself after she couldn't compete with Athena and weaving. So Athena... Ariadne? Yeah. So Athena cursed her to be the mother of spiders and, like, they weave all their lives. And I... I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but uh, when I was younger, I would get infestations of spiders in my bed. Eh, that's terrible. It it took six months to a year to get rid of them. Um, And, like, I've just, yeah, just always had trouble with spiders. and makes sense. Um, And apparently Hermes has been trying to talk to me, too, who is a messenger god, which makes sense because I do really well with tarot cards. Um, but, you know, I still follow the God of the Bible. I read my Bible. You know, that's what I study from. Any spell work that I do, um, I'm pulling from, like, the power of angels and the power of God, um, along with any healing work. My, one of my main spirit guides is, um, the Archangel Gabriel, and... He is who guides me in a lot of decisions that I make, um, which is also funny because he's also a messenger of God. Um, But yeah, I normally have an altar set up, but where my altar used to be set up, I had to put my guinea pig for a while. So I'm still like I'm working on getting (laughs) a a more permanent altar, Um, but everyone sets their altars up differently. I make sure that I have... Uh, one thing that represents each of the elements on it whenever I do have it set up. Um, and yeah, so that's just a little bit about what I do with my witchcraft. Um, it's very much just centered on like myself and my friends and um, my great grandmother. Uh, <laughs> she probably wouldn't have never said this, but she was a kitchen witch Um That's where we've learned a lot of the things that we make now. Like, she was constantly in the kitchen making stuff. Um, And there's been that power 
in my bloodline for a long time. You know, we can, like, I can see it in my mom. I can see it in my grandmother even. Um, it's not super great in some of the people, but um, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, and I just... I really enjoy it. I enjoy identifying as a witch. I have come to terms with it. Um, it's brought me closer in my spiritual walk with God. Um, I believe that there are things that I was put here to do. And that is one of the ways that I do them. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I no, I'm not in a church right now because I haven't really found one that I feel like I belong to. Um, and if anyone wants to get mad at me for practicing witchcraft and being a Christian, fucking go for it. It's not your business, Dude. but what the fuck ever. No. Um, <laughs> so I feel I feel safer because of what I do. I feel safer spiritually. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's what works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, but if you feel so inclined to do witchcraft then I recommend that you do it just do your research it is very much a lot of it is reading and researching and learning and making sure you know who your friends are (laughs) a Um, lot of it's really about self-care yeah it's really about self-care and being in tune with nature and like making cool shit and being in tuned with just being in tune with yourself and how, I don't know. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. And I like sharing it with people. And so. helping people. It's about yeah. self-care and helping others. Mm-hmm. Don't get into it to curse people and control people. That's not cool. No. And <laughs> that will get you in a lot of trouble. So. Yes. Um, just going to put that out there. Um, but... I can only give so much from my own perspective. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to send them to us at talkcrooked at gmail.com. I'd be happy to answer them. But again, I can only speak for myself. I'm not really part of a coven. I do have a few friends that I practice with, but um, I'm more of a solitary witch now. And um, anyway, you're... She's also really good at it. You've been, like, really humble and weird. <laughs> You're really good at it. Like, we had a Halloween... We did we did a Samhain celebration last Halloween and Kate did readings for everybody. She's done readings for me multiple times and, like, helped me in my marriage. And, um... We even... Ad- you did one at, at a bachelorette party, too, and predicted that... And predicted that I would have a baby in August. So, uh, that's real. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, it's been, I mean, it's really cool. It's really cool to watch, to watch you work. It's really cool to, I don't know, to just see you use your talents to help people and have fun while doing it. So <laughs> thank you. That's, that's why I do it. Like I do it to help and like not only help myself feel a little bit better with my, in my spiritual journey, but also to help others. Um, when I was learning everything that I know now, um, one of the main goals was to be able to kind of do not necessarily therapy, but counseling, counseling that like, I don't have to be 
trained for, like, anytime I do readings, I have to stay have to say this is for entertainment purposes only you know I'm not a certified counselor this is just how I can help you like at kind of as a friend you know but you're also yeah paying me if you want (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) but also it'd be nice if you could give me some money yeah (laughs) (laughs) because a girl's gotta eat yeah (laughs) but um that's that's why I do it. Like, I have fun reading cards for other people. I do it with my friends for, like, hours at a time sometimes, just getting lost in <laughs> uh, in everything that I see. I have a bunch of different decks that I like to read from. Um, one that I'm really partial to is my Fallen Angel deck, um, just because I do so much work with angels. Um and it, I don't know, it's really helped me. And I, I know I'm kind of being weird and kind of close to the chest. It's just, it's something that's been so personal for me. It's kind well, it's of hard just, to... Yeah, I was going to say, this is a deeply personal thing for you to talk about. So. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like to get too cocky. Because, you know, anything that... Yeah. When I'm reading, all of that's coming from something outside of myself. It's not... It's my interpretation of the pictures, but that those interpretations are coming from somewhere else. You know, I don't claim to know mm-hmm. anything. I'm just saying, here's what this is showing me right now. I don't know if it makes any sense to you, but this is all I can see. So a lot of times when I do tarot card readings, I don't remember whatever the fuck I've said. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, right. Carrie's told me things that I've said, and I was like, I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> cool i'm glad it helped yeah um so like i don't like taking credit for that you know because it's it's people that guide me and help me (laughs) and that's just that's what i'm here for i'm here to help bridge that gap a little bit um because not everybody can hear or see things the way that i can and sometimes you need it in a different perspective than what the guide has been trying to tell you and that's what I do that's why I do tarot card readings um and also they're they're just fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah they are (laughs) and also sometimes you cry yeah (laughs) (laughs) that has happened a lot (laughs) when I've done readings for people especially when you do them for me um Mm -hmm. Because it's usually stuff that, I mean, like, we talk about it. We we really do talk about everything. But there's things that, you know, particularly about my relationship and things that I, I don't tell people because it's not their business. Mm-hmm. And um, that ha- th- that kind of stuff has come up <laughs> in readings. <laughs> and you have hit the nail right on the mark. And there's no way you could have known any of that. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like, whether you get, whether you believe in it or not it it's helpful so if it's something that helps people Mm -hmm. legitimately and it's not done from a malicious place of wanting to scam people out of money yeah what's the issue you know exactly and i'm like really i don't ever ask for money like i hate doing that uh just because that's also like the way when i was learning even my teacher hated taking money You know, it's always been, like, there needs to be some kind of energy exchange, but um, that can be in the form of just, like, feeding me, you know, or 
like friendship. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just something that I do for the people that I love that are close to me. Like the bachelorette party, I did it um, for a friend of ours as kind of like a little gift, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. It was really, really fun. Yeah. I think we all really had a good time. Yeah, I think we did too. Especially since mine, you know, my shuffle dumped out an entire year worth of cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So. I, I came out, and I, like, after I heard her drop them, I came out and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be well, a year I, reading. I dropped them and I was like, yeah, well, I dropped them and I was like, okay, do I put them back in? And you were like, no. Damn it. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm done. <laughs> the spirits wanted you to hear that that day. <laughs> Apparently. Goodness. So, anyway, that's just that's just where I come from with it. Um, I found this great article from The Atlantic by Bianca Bosker. Uh, this came out in March 2020. It's under the culture segment of The Atlantic. And the title was, Why Witchcraft is on the Rise. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because witchcraft tends to, um, like, it tends to come out more in movies and books um, and just any kind of media whenever feminism is really strong. So, fair. you're seeing a lot of that right now, uh, especially in recent years. And I thought it would be fun to just kind of talk about that a little bit, too. Um, and the... Okay, so the title is Why Witchcraft is on the Rise, and the subtitle is Americans' Interest in Spellcasting Tends to Wax as an Instability Rises and Trust in Establishment Ideas Plummets. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Go back to your roots, you know? Um, Especially when people, I think it tends to come out when people feel powerless. mm Mm-hmm. As well. And this article talks about that, too. Um... Juliet Diaz said she was having trouble not listening to my thoughts. Sorry, I just kind of read into your head a little bit. She told me when, for the third time that August afternoon, she answered one of my admittedly not unpredictable questions about her witchcraft seconds before I'd had a chance to ask it. She was drinking a <laughs> <laughs> she was drinking a homemade grounding tea in her apartment in a converted Victorian home in Jersey City, New Jersey, under a dreamcatcher and within sight of what appeared to be a human skull. We were surrounded by nearly 400 pl- houseplants. People keep those as decorations. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> not a real one, though, right? No, not a real one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have a fake one. <laughs> um, we were surrounded by nearly 400 houseplants, the earthy smell of incense, and, according to Diaz, several of my ancestral spirit guides who had followed me in. You actually have a nun, Diaz informed me. I don't know where she comes from, and I'm not going to ask her. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably wise. Yeah. (laughs) Diaz describes herself (laughs) as... Don't question the nuns. Yeah. (laughs) Diaz describes herself as a seer capable of reading auras and connecting with the other side, a plant whisperer who can communicate with her succulents, and one in a long line of healers in her family, which traces its roots to Cuba and the indigenous Taino people who settled in parts of the Caribbean. 
She is also a professional witch. Diaz sells anointing oils and intention-infused body products in her online store, instructs more than 8,900 witches enrolled in her online school, and leads witchy workshops that promise to leave attendees feeling magical AF. In 2018, Diaz, the author of the best-selling book Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, earned more than half a million dollars from her magic work and was named Best Witch. Yes, there are rankings by Spirit Guides Magazine. And the stuff in here that I'm learning sounds fantastic, and I'm really excited to look into it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I'd like to earn a million dollars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now 38 years old, Diaz remembers that when she was growing up, her family's spell work felt taboo. But over the past few years, witchcraft, long viewed with suspicion and even hostility, has transmuted into a mainstream phenomenon. The coven is the new squad. There are sea witches, city witches, cottage witches, kitchen witches, and influencer witches who share recipes. And swamp witches? Yes, swamp witches. <laughs> Which is me. <laughs> that yes. is my aesthetic. <laughs> swamp witches and night witches. Yes. <laughs> um, and influencer witches who share recipes for moon water or dreamy photos of altars bathed in candlelight. There are witches living in Winnipeg and India, San Francisco and Dubai, hosting moon rituals in Manhattan's public parks and selling $11.99 hangover cures that adjust the vibration of alcohol so that it doesn't add extra density and energetic weight to your aura. A 2014 Mm. Pew Research Center report suggested that the United States' adult population of pagans and Wiccans was about 7,300,000 on par with the number of Unitarians. But Wicca represents just... 7,300,000. What? I I can't. I can't speak. Don't let me retry. What is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> 730,000. I said 73 and went with it. <laughs> um, okay, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I put too much alcohol in this. Um, Good job. Good job. Are you still in that one drink? Yeah, but I'm almost done with it. Damn, girl, that's all you need. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that many. (laughs) On par with the number of Unitarians. Just many. (laughs) But Wicca represents just one among many approaches to witchery, and not all witches consider themselves pagan or Wiccan. These days, Diaz told me, everyone calls themselves witches. (laughs) What exactly they mean by that can vary from witch to witch. According to the anthropologist Rodney Needham's uh, 1978 book, Primordial Characters, scholars' working definition of a witch was, at that time, someone who causes harm to others by mistaking by mystical means. To Diaz, a witch is an embodiment of her truth and all its power. Among other magic practitioners, witch might embody a religious affiliation, political act, wellness regimen, hot new look, or some combination of the above. I'm doing magic when I march in the streets for causes I believe in, Pam Grossman, a witch and an author, wrote in a New York Times op-ed. Casting spells. Yeah. Casting a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, being a witch can be anything, because it's not all one way. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's getting in tune with your body and what it needs. And um, the energy around you. Mm-hmm. 
Whatever that means. <laughs> Casting spells and assembling altars have become quite lucrative. You can attend a fall equinox ritual organized by Airbnb, sign up for subscription witch boxes offering the equivalent of Blue Apron for magic making, and buy aura cleanses on cool. Etsy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Instagram's re uh, reigning witch influencer, Brie Luna, has more than 450,000 followers and has collaborated with Coach, Refinery29, and Smashbox, for which she recently introduced a line of cosmetics inspired by the transformative quality of crystals. Many professional witches, including Diaz, can also be hired to do magic on your behalf. Diaz's most popular offering is her ancestral candle service, a $45 ritual for manifesting intentions that I come to her apartment to try. Last month, we had four pregnancies, 33 job promotions, 12 business startups, 12 wedding proposals, and four court wins, claimed a promotional email. Oh my goodness. Right? That's a good year. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And that's just one month. <laughs> that was one month? Yeah. I thought you said last year. Oh, it said last oh month. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like an ace of a month. Yeah. Diaz, who grew up on food stamps, was homeless for parts of college, and as an adult, sometimes skipped lunch to save up for rent, said she has manifested an entirely new life from her candle work. Features of that new life include her book deal, its bestseller status, her store, and a stronger relationship with her husband. She performs up to a hundred candle services each month, and she said she usually sells out within a day. Good luck tracing the history of witches. While the idea of witches is exceptionally old, Horace's satyrs, already embracing the negative stereotype circa 35 BC, describes witches with wigs and false teeth howling over dead animals. The day-to-day -day business of oh being a God. witch has continuously evolved, which complicates attempts to reconstruct a tidy family tree. The history of witchcraft has also... Also, like, everyone was howling over dead animals in 35 BC. <laughs> right? Jesus. Um... The history That's how you, like, did things. They were like, read the entrails. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we must commune. Um, the history of witchcraft has also long suffered from unreliable narrators. The Salem witch trials loom out size in the American imagination, yet no official court records exist, and the accounts of the trials that did survive are, per the historian Stacy Schiff, maddeningly inconsistent. More recent historians haven't fared much better. The Wicca faith grew out of the writings of Gerald Gardner, a former customs officer whose 1954 book, Witchcraft Today, recounted his experience in a coven whose tenets were allegedly passed down from the Middle Ages. Thank you. I love you. Um, but scholars later concluded that they were at least in part Gardner's invention. And then, no culture can claim a monopoly on witches. There is little doubt that in every inhabited continent of the world, the majority of recorded human so societies have believed in and feared an ability by some individuals to cause misfortune and injury to others by non-physical and uncanny quote, magical means, writes the historian Ronald Hutton, who has studied attitudes toward witches in more than 300 communities in places such as sub-Saharan Africa and Greenland. The belief in witchcraft is so widespread and so enduring that one historian speculates it's innate to being human. And you the know, Huh? I forget that Greenland exists. Me too. 
back. <laughs> it's not really involved in much, is it? No. <laughs> it's just kind of there, doing its thing. Kind of like Iceland. Yeah. You know? They're just, like, chilling. <laughs> and they're not for sale. Being beautiful and not for sale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. In the U.S., mainstream... Stop this madness. Right. In God. the U.S., mainstream interest in witches has occasionally waned, but mostly waxed, usually in tandem with the rise of feminism and the plummeting of trust in establishment ideals. Or ideals. I tried to say ideas and ideals at the same time. Um, <laughs> in the 19th century, as a transcendent Dentalism and the women's suffrage movement took hold, which has enjoyed the beginnings of a rebranding from wicked devil worshippers to intuitive wise women. Wise women. Woodstock and second wave feminism were a boom for witches, whose popularity spiked again following the Anita Hill hearings in the 90s, and again after Donald Trump's election and alongside the hashtag MeToo movement. Weird. Wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> The latest witch re renaissance co coincides with a growing fascination with astrology, crystals, and tarot, which, like magic, practitioners consider ways to tap into unseen, unconventional sources of power, and which can be especially appealing for people who feel disenfranchised or have grown weary of trying to enact change by working within the system. Modern witchcraft... Well, yeah, especially for people who feel like the system is stacked against them. Yeah. And feel like which it usually is and feel like uh you know just powerless and out of control and like you know like their vote didn't count or you know the election was rigged or you know just so many things yeah when you feel like your life's about to tank it's it's natural to look for control in other in other areas exactly so which is probably why i kind of fell into it especially when i yeah um like, I started when I was in college, so I had just come out of high school. I had, like, zero friends. Um, oh, honey. <laughs> it, it was a... That's not true. Well, I... You've told me multiple times about friends from your... The friends you have from high school. Well, I had, like, three friends left okay, out so of... Okay, have no friends. <laughs> no. Jesus, don't be mean. No, I, I had, like, three friends left from high school, and, like, I... Like, I'd ended some pretty toxic friendships, and I was just mm -hmm. going into a new period of my life where I was trying to figure out who I was, and this brought, this brought me joy, you know, and it brought me, yeah. it taught me so much, and I'll be forever grateful for that, even though, like, it did come at a bit of a price, but I'm better for it. Um... Modern witchcraft has drawn more women than men, as well as many people of color and queer or transgender individuals. A witch can be any gender. The more frustrated people get, they do often turn to witchcraft because they're like, well, the usual channels are just not working, so let's see what else is out there, Grossman told me. Mm -hmm. Whenever there are events that really shake the foundations of society, the American Civil War, turmoil in pre-revolutionary Russia, the rise of... um. Weimar, Germany, England's post-war sure. reconstruction. <laughs> sure. <laughs> People absolutely turned towards the occult. 
Trump must contend not only with the resistance, but with the magic resistance, which shares guides to hexing corporations, spells to protect reproductive rights, and opportunities to join the 4,900 members of the hashtag BindTrump Facebook group and casting spells to curb the president's power. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Right? <laughs> um... Throughout history, <laughs> attempts to control women have masqueraded as crackdowns on witchcraft, and for some people, simply self-identifying as a witch, a symbol of strong female power, especially in the face of the violent, misogynistic black backlash that can greet it, is a form of activism. Witchcraft is feminism. It's inherently political, Gabriella Herstick, a witch and author, told Sabbat magazine. Well, and that's the thing, is that feminism, feminism isn't about women being superior. It's about equality for everyone, so mm-hmm. that makes absolute sense. Yeah. It's always been about the outsider, about the woman who doesn't do what the church or patriarchy wants. Diaz's own history of witchcraft long predates the 2016 election. She said that she had her first vision at age five, was taught by her mother to make potions to cure her nightmares in elementary school, and quietly used her gifts as a seer while working in crime scene forensics after college. Ten years. Oh my god, that's so cool! Right? Um, Jealous. <laughs> ten years ago, following what she says was guidance from her ancestors' spirits, she quit her job, divorced her first husband, and threw herself full-time into working as a witch. Diaz, a self-described plant witch, draws ex- extensively on Taino traditions and herbs, jars of which occupy almost an entire room of her apartment. But the fact that there are no set criteria for being a witch is, for many, precisely the appeal. Witchcraft beckons with the promise of a spirituality that is self-determined, anti-patriarchal, and flexible enough to incorporate varied cultural traditions. Which is not to say anything goes. Although Diaz has emerged as the leading voice for an inclusive, no-wrong-answers form of witchery, she and others prickle at the creeping tendency to claim the witch label without actually practicing magic. A lot of girls... Slow down. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're drunk, but Jesus Christ. Sorry. It's Um, like you're trying to sprint. (laughs) I don't mean to. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Um, a lot of girls, young girls, they post pictures of their house with their room with upside-down crosses, goth clothes, with their potions. They don't even practice witchcraft, and they're like, oh, I'm a witch, Diaz told me. Uh. It takes away from the sacredness of the word. Diaz says she's also troubled by what she sees as a commodification of witchcraft. Though, of course, she's benefited from its commercial appeal and the cultural appropriation that's come with it, such as white witches borrowing. That kind of thing, though, sounds like Satanism. Yeah. Which is not the same thing. Yeah. At all. So, like, just pick your words correctly. (laughs) Exactly. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And the cultural appropriation that's come with it, such as white witches borrowing from indigenous or African dysphoric traditions. Palo Santo, a wood that is traditionally burned by shamans and is now a staple of yoga studios everywhere, can be purchased from urban outfitters Bloomingdale's, Madwell, Anthropology, the Whitney Museum of American Art, Crate and Barrel CB2, and once in back in stock there, Goop, in her own store. Oh, God. <laughs> In her own store, Diaz aims to source from indigenous people and sell only products she develops herself. 
despite all this, calling oneself... See, I like that. Right, me too. Um, just, that, to me, sounds more powerful than something you bought at Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. You do you. <laughs> despite all... my own personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> despite all this, calling oneself a witch can still be risky. Grossman told me she's received letters from numerous people who fear that if they openly embraced magic, they would either be fired from their jobs or have their kids taken away or be kicked out of their families. The stakes are even higher in other parts of the world, where, per a 2009 United Nations report, being labeled a witch remains tantamount to receiving a death sentence. Amid Good God. A, mm-hmm, amid a rise in witchcraft-related abuse, including the case of an eight-year-old who was tortured to death in 2000, London... I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. Um, London is... In 2000? In 2000. 20 years ago. Yep. An eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, where the fuck was this? <laughs> I don't know. What? Um, it, well, hold on. London established... No, okay. London. It happened in oh. London. Okay. Um. What? Still not a... <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Let's look it up. I didn't look it up. We don't. <laughs> no, because that's going to be a rabbit hole. Yeah. File it away. <laughs> uh, London established a police team dedicated to reducing violence targeting accused witches. By contrast, officials in Saudi. In the year 2000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not funny that that. What happened? Funny that it's like. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the 1600s. Yeah. I'm sure the cops were all like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it. her name was Victoria Klimbier, and she was tortured oh. and murdered by her great aunt and her great aunt's boyfriend. Oh, my God. I thought that this was like a street gang situation. No. By her family? Mm-hmm. An eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? I don't. I don't... Oh, God. All right. Well, now that happened. Um... <laughs> yeah, apparently it got worse when they um, moved in with her great aunt's boyfriend. Oh, she's so cute. That's really upsetting. Yep. Um, but after that horrible note... Um, by contrast, mm-hmm. officials in you Saudi... You were just going to blow by that. <laughs> um, by contrast, officials in Saudi Arabia established an anti-witchery unit that trains police to scientifically battle witchcraft, which is punishable by beheading. Oh my god, what? Right. Um, beheading is still a thing? If that's the case, then we, we need to keep that on instead of lethal injection for goodness sake Mm -hmm. that's way cleaner still not great i mean like we don't need the death penalty (laughs) yeah (laughs) way cheaper than lethal injection for show yeah (laughs) and a brocaded ottoman beside her couch diaz set out a tray containing the ingredients necessary for her candle ritual which included a vial of straw thin mouse bones for speed 
a snake carcass suspended in milky liquid for protection, and frankincense oil for opening up a portal for the candle and sending a message into the roots of the wax. She lit a stick of Palo Santo. frankincense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she lit a stick of Palo Santo wood, and I use that a lot. I call it Jesus wood. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it smells really nice when it burns. Um, what was it again? Palo Santo wood. Oh, no, I haven't smelled that one. Yeah. I thought you said sandalwood. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, that help, helps you sleep. <laughs> um, she lit a stick of Palo Santo wood and wafted its smoke over each item, carefully encircling a tall candle that she said would fix with my intention, then burn later in the sacred area she maintains in her basement. Diaz told me my intention should be specific, one I haven't already made in the past 30 days, and couldn't be to make someone fall in love with me. I settled on a classic intention, money. Specifically, I was hoping to get paid for an outstanding invoice and get a friend to return money I'd lent her a year before. Mm. Number one, don't loan money out, Diaz told me as she dripped frankincense oil onto the candle. Two, always get paid up front for work that you do. She's the plant witch. True mm-hmm. that. She's the plant witch, but also a practical witch. When a woman messaged the community board of Diaz's online school asking for a banishment spell to expel a vet tech she thought was rough with the cats, Diaz replied, I would personally call inspectors and or the health department. As Diaz see it, sees it, magic yes. is inseparable from the mundane. I'm trying to bring awareness to the idea that what we think is normal is actually is actually magical but we're so used to these fantasies that we see on tv you flick a wand and something just apparently happens people start thinking that's what magic is and they forget that they themselves are the magical beings diaz finished fixing my candle and after promising to light it soon sent me off with instructions to complete her 13 page candle magic workbook I followed its directions to burn sage, express gratitude, and meditate for at least five minutes daily. Not much seemed to be happening. I tried to help the magic along by emailing again about the invoice and again about the loan. Two weeks after my visit, Diaz emailed me out of the blue. Your candle, by the way, is done. It burned really well. I was surprised to hear from her and by her timing. Twenty minutes before, I'd found two undeposited checks misfiled among the papers on my desk, each worth more than the money I was still owed. It was a coincidence, but I'm almost sure. Uh, But I felt in that moment like a disorganized but magical being. That's crazy. Right? That's like the fortune cookie we opened the other day. Did I tell you about that? No. Yeah, we, uh, we got takeout Chinese when we were visiting safely when we were visiting um my brother-in-law and uh we didn't open our fortune cookies until we were eating leftovers at the house the next day Uh uh-huh and josh opened his up and it said you will receive an unexpected check Ooh. and my paycheck had two checks in it (laughs) oh weird it had a bonus check in it and he was like did you know that was coming and i was like of course not (laughs) (laughs) holy shit i believe in i believe in fortune cookies now He was like, go on, open yours. And mine was like, stupid. Aw. <laughs> but yeah, that was my segment. <coughs> nice. Whew, all right. Well, ready for a game? I am. I'm tired. Woo. 
That was an exhausting one. It All was. All right, so this is our game um, by Drunk, Stoned, or Stupid called If You Had To. Um, I, I don't know whose turn it is. It's yours. We Okay, we just did this yesterday. <laughs> I don't know whose turn it is. I don't even have the excuse of a week being in between. Um, okay, so um, I'll go first. So if you had to, would you get fired out of a cannon into orbit? Or... or Everyone you don't want to see naked is always naked. I'm going to go with yours. Yeah. I do not want to go to space. Same. (laughs) I can just close my eyes. And you know what? Everyone I don't want to see naked is always naked. So there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On the beach. Oh, goodness. So, all right. Well, that was quick. Um, (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Please stay safe. Please wear your mask. Um, Be considerate of others and keep yourselves safe. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.